Talk, a podcast brought to you by Ravishly. Serving up bi-weekly discussions dedicated to exploring the weird, the gross, and the wonderful of the human body. I'm Joni Edelman. And I'm Jenny Barrett. And this week, we're sharing our favorite body positive resources with you. In three parts. Movies, books, and other shit that is really hard to categorize neatly. <laughs> I think the word for that is miscellaneous. <laughs> Miss, M-I-S-C. Yeah, with, with the dot. With the period. Dot. Tongue pop. <laughs> okay, let's get started right away. Okay. So, first up, movies. Um, funny thing about this, when I asked Joni to send me her list of, <laughs> um, of body positive things that, uh, what we're going over is, there's a million body positive resources right. out there, but these are the things that are, like, were formative for us. Yes. So, obviously, there's, like a subconscious thing that was formative for me <laughs> because Joni sent me her movie was Misrepresentation, the documentary. Mm-hmm. And I read the whole entire time Miss Congeniality and right. put it in the script, put it like... Which I have also seen and also is good. Yeah. But it's, it's not... But it's not what you were talking about. what I was about. talking about. So that's my movie, Misrepresentation, which if you have not seen it, listeners, um, it was on Netflix. I think it probably uh-huh. still is. Um, and it is a super brilliant documentary looking at the portrayal of women in the media specifically uh, and um, talking about advertisements and, uh, ooh, the cats are fighting. Yeah, that's been going on all day, so. Okay. Might well, that's fine. It's going to be in the podcast yeah. and people are just going to be like, fine, because it's recorded at your house. Um, so, yeah, it's it's great. I loved it because, of course, I was already a feminist when I came to it and I already mm-hmm. knew all you know i already knew statistically that documentary is vindicating yeah like i mean it's also really sobering because you're like oh like i see it visually uh-huh but it's also oh like all these things that i'm feeling there's data there's to back actually, them up yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i think even though i already had that perspective um especially via books and reading which we'll get to but it was just so amazing to see it on the screen and see just how pervasive it is and also there's a lot of reaction um, stuff from young women teenagers even Mm -hmm. um, and that's really cool to see them talk about how it's how it's affecting their lives and that same production company has made one about masculinity called the mask we live in yes and that's on netflix too i haven't watched it yet but it it has like really really good reviews maybe we could talk about Um, that with matt yeah we should watch that next week we're going to be talking about masculinity well two two weeks weeks from now now, we're going to be talking about masculinity and male body image yep with matt joseph diaz mm -hmm. um and if you don't know who he is just google his name and you'll see his video yeah it's amazing you probably know who he is he is not ugly no, he knows it though. <laughs> yeah, he's like I'm a hottie, but that's like that makes people more attractive mm-hmm. when yeah. they know. Yeah, he's adorable. Yeah, he's also six foot five. That's crazy. That is so tall. Yeah, that's... I know. And the hair mm-hmm. adds to the height and the tats. Yeah, it's a package. It's, it's a. It works. Yeah. Okay. Um, enough about Matt. <laughs> All right, Jenny, your choices. So there's one movie that really sticks out in my. Like my formative years, um, hairspray. Yeah, the musical, not the John Waters movie, (laughs) which I watched later. Yeah, Um, of course. But that was that's very different. Yeah. Uh, But uh, for those who don't know, hairspray was originally a movie made by John Waters that was then adapted into a Broadway Broadway musical, Mm -hmm. and then it was made into a movie 
in uh, like the late 2000s. What's it? Uh, I feel like it was earlier than that. Really? It might have been like 2005, 2006. Okay. But Zach Efron is in it. John Travolta is in it in drag. Um, That's right. I forgot about John Travolta. Yes. It's technically, and he's so good. Yeah, he now does. He so looks like good. melted plastic. He Have looks like him? there's a husky living inside of his body. Photo linked in yes. the copy. No, it literally looks like no, there's a husky he's inside super of him. Looking. Yeah. He I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, John. I Le- liked you more. Leave Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. Quick. Get out. Uh run. Yeah. Uh okay, anyway. Watch going clear. Um <laughs> <laughs> but so he plays Edna Turnblad and um, that movie, which it's, it's not the original and a lot of people would be like, meh, but that's the one that yeah. I watched that all the time. And then in high school, I was the stage manager in my, uh, high school drama club and we did Hairspray. Oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, wait, so I think it, I knew that. Yeah. It was like a big part of my actual life because I designed all the lights for it and, um, basically dedicated an entire year of high school to it and that that like big blonde and beautiful yeah that's like my like hoeing down in the shower song <laughs> i love that i love that hoeing and that down is in the shower yes that that movie is one of the first like it's not just body positive it's fat positive mm-hmm. which yeah um Finding fat positive media, especially in the mainstream, is w- way hard. And Hairspray is this widely loved, well received, amazing yes. musical. Are you all hungry for some good fun? Let's move to books. Yeah. Movies we did. Movies are, it's easy for me to pick one, but with books, it's, there's so many. Yeah. I have um, actually two shelves de- dedicated to body positive stuff. I'm turning around to look at it because it's behind me, but I have so many. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that I have loaned some out and they have not made it back to me. You know who you are, people, if you're listening to this. You're looking into my eyes. Did I loan you one? Huh? Usually when you loan me a book, you're like, keep it. Yeah, I'll just buy another one. <laughs> yeah, because that's important. I, I want to I wanna, um, give yeah, you... Yeah, you gave me my first... Full Frontal. Yeah, you gave me my mm-hmm. first feminist book ever. Full Frontal Feminism Jessica by Jessica Valenti. Valenti. What up, girl? She was my baby feminist hero. And her new book is amazing. I want to read it so bad. I yeah, I have it. I think it's actually on the table. There it is right there. Sex yeah, object. I, I just have... finished it... Um, I read it in literally a day, which is unheard of. I can never read a book in a day, mm-hmm. but I, because, you know, kids or whatever, but I read it in a day and it is so excellent. And I like immediately messaged her on Twitter and I was like, I love your book and it's amazing. She's incredible. She is so She, uh, fun fact, got in a Twitter fight with my seventh grade science teacher once. Really? Yes. Over what? Politics. Of course. I was like, my worlds are colliding. This is that's real. This is, oh my gosh, that's real. Yeah. Um, shout out to Mr. Scholes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
How's it going? Jeremy. Jeremy. Uh, um, small town. That's small town life. Yeah. Small town life. Um, we know the science you drink. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was best friends with my seventh grade. I am best friends with my seventh grade science teacher's daughter. Like, yeah. my whole life. That's so weird. Yeah, but he got in a fight with Jessica Valenti on Twitter. Nice. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. The internet has made Great. the world so much smaller. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, so top of my list um, would be Health at Every Size. This is the book by Linda Bacon. Um, it's an incredibly well-researched book book and it's a very a lot of it's incredibly scientific which Mm -hmm. I I like because I'm into numbers Um, and I think that the the real standout for me in that book is that it's the first thing I ever read that didn't doom fat people to death you know like everybody looks at fat people and is like you're gonna die you're getting diabetes you're gonna have heart disease and yes while being overweight has been proven to do some of those things sometimes it's not always causative. Sometimes it's just correlative. Yeah. Well, the human body is complicated. Yeah. And I feel like we've acknowledged that in other places, but not in size. Right. We can't look at a person and say, well, you weigh 250 pounds. Therefore, you are going to get diabetes. The, the thing about this is um, I just went to the doctor as part of my taking care of yourself thing. That, that, that whole thing, which yeah. we'll talk about later. But <laughs> I just went to the doctor. I had all of these labs done, right? And... Last year, when my when my article went viral, everyone was like, oh, um, I hope you know you're going to die and your kids are going to be without a mother and you think it's all fun and games now, but you're going to get diabetes. And um, so I went and I had all this lab work done and everything in my body is perfect. Like my blood pressure is 65 over 118. Mm-hmm. My <clears throat> blood sugar was 75. And like normal is like, that's low. Yeah. That's low. My, everything was great. The only thing that was jacked up is my thyroid, but that's an age thing probably more than anything. But I think that, so Linda was the first person and I really love Linda. I did an interview with her, um, but Linda was the first person who ever really made me see that fat didn't equal death. And as a Mm -hmm. nurse, we are so, it's drilled into you in nursing school, drilled just constant um obesity is this the obesity epidemic obesity causes this obesity causes that and there is never another perspective so that was the thing for me with health at every size is it opened my eyes not in in a feel-good way like so many of the other books i love kelsey miller's book and there's so many other books jess's book which we're going to talk about uh virgie there's so many books that i love in that sort of feel-good um Mm -hmm. solidarity way but this particular one is like okay fuck you like, fuck you people who think you know, and here's this book, yeah. read it. I always tell people to read it. Yeah. I haven't read it, which I feel like makes me like a terrible feminist because wow. that's like in the canon. Great. Great, Jenny. Yeah. Way to way go. To go. But I will say like, I'm familiar with the health at every size movement because it's right. like completely taken off and intuitive eating, which right. for those who don't know, it's you just listen to your body. Right. Um, but a really great book to end cap that is jess's book things no one will tell fat girls yeah because health at every size is you can be healthy and fat and things no one will tell the fat girls is and also your health is no one's fucking business this is for all the people who have spent their entire life feeling horrible about their bodies 
This is for every person with a body who is tired of being shamed and told to shape up or slim down, camouflage, alter against their will, or make apologies for their appearance. And this is for all of the fat girls who have no idea that they are absolutely perfect just the way they are. Jess is my boo. She's my platonic life partner I love forever. Her. Like, I hope she listens to this. Yeah. Yeah, she... Um, seriously that book is life altering that reading people there's a chapter in things no one will tell fat girls where jess takes the beauty myth which naomi Naomi wolf Wolf is her beauty myth that's a really great book too you know that women are told if they're beautiful then like they're a person right and she's like our new beauty myth is the health is health yeah and that you know people people there's so many people who are like it's okay to be xyz as long so as, long you're, as you're, healthy. you're healthy yeah and well yeah like health is important yeah. but putting a condition on whether or not it's okay to be something right like no matter what that condition is yeah is not okay it's not your business yeah and it's not your business right and there are some people who <clears throat> like one health is a holistic thing like it's right. not just one aspect of your health yeah there's some people who are never going to be, be healthy healthy quote because unquote. of you know they might have a physical disability or a chronic illness. Yeah. Um, I have chronic mental illness yeah. and so does Joni. Same. And yeah. that's that's never going to go I'm away. I'm never going to be healthy in that terms. I'm yeah. always going to be emotionally unwell to some degree. Yeah. And I mean like yeah. I'll always work on that but I still expect people to like treat me like a real human being yeah. even though my mental health is not always super great. Yeah. And it's not this easy linear thing. You know, it comes and goes in waves and bodies do the same thing. Yeah. And Jess's book really like lays it out. I can remember physically sitting in my apartment Mm -hmm. and closing the book as I read about the health myth and was like, whoa, this articulated all of these weird icky feelings I got when people said that, when people were like, as long as you're healthy. Right. Or healthy is the new skinny. Right. And that's true. Like, yeah, healthy is the new skinny where we obsess over health to the point that it's not health. Right. Yeah. No one asks you what's in your bank account, but everyone <laughs> well, <some people> do. <laughs> but everyone feels entitled to know your health. Well, exactly, about your health. like the people with my article who are like, "You're this, you're that, you're sick." Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, I don't. I've said, I've said it before. I don't owe you an explanation. The end. Even yeah. if my health was shitty in terms of your definition of it, I don't have to explain it to you. I don't have to. If I want to eat cake, I can eat cake. I don't have to tell you why I'm yeah. eating cake. And there's always the argument like. Oh, it's going to cost me money in the health system. And oh, I'm that like, whole thing, right. Jesus Christ, you know when you, like, yeah. one, this is my favorite Eight. factoid, is uh, thin people cost more. Cost more because yeah. they live longer and get dementia. <laughs> There's been a lot of studies <clears throat> that show that <clears throat> being overweight actually uh, increases certain lifespan segments that yeah that being thin is not automatically longevity yeah even that's like a pretty like two-dimensional yeah way to look at it and um there are things where if you're overweight and you're elderly and you fall you're oh, more you likely break. to survive yeah. your fall yes um by a lot the health myth that whole thing was just like mind blown yeah i was like whoa this is yep. a lot of times like some of it was affirming, like, I have felt that way about the way people talk about health, but in other ways, that was a completely new idea to me. A lot of stuff in body positivity is, 
oh yeah yeah that's right i i knew that and i just needed to see it somewhere else yeah this i was like whoa yeah i had never thought about it that way because you you literally you don't owe anyone shit i remember hearing roxanne gay talking about types of food that she won't eat in public mm-hmm. and that just yes. like breaks me yeah because I think, like, I know there's foods where I've thought to myself, I don't want people to see me see eating, me eating that. that. Yeah. Because they'll think that's all I eat. Yep. That's real. Yeah. That's real. And it's always that idea of, oh, you're fat, but you're working on it. Yeah. You're wor- You're trying to be better. Like, oh, good job for you. You're trying yeah. to lose and the weight. I'm not a project. No. Yeah. Like, this is not um, before and after. This is not that like home home makeover show where at the yeah. end you're like no. you have a shiny chandelier instead of a ceiling fan yeah they're really anti-ceiling fan on that show i know it's weird but they have never lived in california anyway do you want to talk about your other your favorites because i think we said that uh things no one will tell fat girls was yes. like a fave for both mm-hmm. of us right um a fiction favorite for me is eleanor and park by rainbow rowell i love that book that book was the first time that I ever read a book about someone who looked like me. Yeah. Who the book wasn't about how they looked. Yeah. It was everything like, she writes is amazing. Yes. And she is such an amazing There's this young adult line writer. in it. Um I think it's it's from Eleanor's point of view. And she's talking about Park. And Park is like, it's set in the 90s or 80s. And um, Eleanor is a a fat teenager who comes from a broken home. And Park is a uh, Korean kid living Mm -hmm. in Nebraska. And they fall in love with each other. And when Eleanor first sees him, she says, "He he, he looks like a protagonist. He looks like the type of person that a book would be about. And... (laughs) When she says that, like the, I remember crying reading it because she's a protagonist in this book. Yeah. And there's, um, there's this article that Tavi Jevonson wrote a million years ago that I think I read like twice a year. That's honestly one of these body positive right. resources. It's hard to pick. <laughs> where she, she talks about. I'll link it in the show notes. She talks about this email she got from a girl who's like, one of the things that, I mean, I don't really read. Vogue, I don't care that I don't look like those models and stuff, but no one in books or movies can be in the middle of it and be fat. Yeah. Like Katniss Everdeen can't be fat. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter can't be fat. Right. Because no one would write a story about a fat person. Right. These are not cornerstone. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not the type of person that things happen to. You can't be the hero. Like yeah. you can maybe be the bad guy. Yeah. Um, Ursula, anybody? Yeah, <laughs> my girl. Yeah, um, my boo. Eleanor and Park was the first time where a book was about a fat person, and it wasn't about that they were fat. And it still was like part of her experience, but it wasn't her whole entire experience. Yeah, and that and the book is just beautifully written, and everybody loved it. Like it was widely loved yeah. and read, and it's just. Oh, that book was so... I just remember reading it and crying because I felt so happy that I could see myself somewhere, you know? And it's... I mean, 
consuming media is an act of empathy and that's important. So even if someone doesn't look like you or isn't like you, right? you know, to be able to relate to them and like, and empathize with them is important. But when you finally see someone who looks at, like you, you realize that there's been this weird distance, like this weird yeah. gap between you and between you and the things that you've looked that you, at. Yeah. That you consume. Yeah. And then <clears throat> Eleanor, there was no gap. And that was life-changing. Like, that book means so much to me. Yeah. I, Shout out to Rainbow Yeah, Rowell. Rainbow Rowell, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> thanks for helping a girl out. We're going to tag her. And yeah. We're going to tag her when we post it. Okay, let's talk about Shrill because, oh, oh God. my God. Lindy West, my goddess. I just dropped my phone because I got so yeah, excited I, about how much I, I love her. I want to cry. She is... She is the most incredible writer. Like when I read stuff she's written and then I look at stuff I've written, I'm like, I'm not worthy. And she does. <laughs> I bow what in I your like presence. about her is she, um, because she has, she's gotten flack from like the trolls that like lift her stuff and put it and they like get at the grammar and stuff. Right. And I'm like, she's playing. Like she's, she writes like how women talk. Yeah. Like there's this like feminine lilt to it. And you can oh, tell she's when so she's. Amazing. The way she'll just, oh, it's so cool. That's it, another book that I It feels I read. like someone talking to you. Yeah. No, I just, I can't, I could not say enough good things about her book. I read, that's another one that I read yeah. in just a couple of days. Um, so her writing is just so incredible. Yeah. I read that maybe two months ago and that's like a lifetime favorite already. Oh yeah, for sure. I love it. I'll come for back sure, to it. Sure. It's and on my nightstand. Yeah. <laughs> it's been on my and nightstand since I read it. A lot of memoirs written by fat women and like it's important where like their fatness is yeah the center and Lindy's like, it was, but it wove in and out yes. of all of these different parts of her life. Yeah. Yeah. Not just the fatness, but the fatness and the the shit with Dan Savage and yeah. the fatness and the trolls and, you know, yeah. the real, the reality of the fatness. It's like, hey, like I have to live my life as a fat person. Yeah. Like this is like, these are the things that are happening and my fatness informs and affects those things and is affected by them. It's just hella good. Yeah, and funny, oh gosh, so, so funny, amazing. Yep. Okay, let's um, quickly talk about hot and heavy because what all can we say about hot and heavy besides um, Virgie forever? Virgie, like I might be biased because Virgie's literally my friend. Yeah, <laughs> but she is outstanding. When I was, I would have never imagined that now, right? Like, as a kid, no. Hot and heavy, I read in high school. I did not really, I knew that on the internet there were some fat ladies who took pictures of themselves yeah. and it wasn't about their diet, it was yeah. about their clothes. I was like, okay, I read Hot and Heavy, it's this anthology of that Virgie edited of a bunch of different fat women just writing stories, not st- like stories from their lives. Right. It is fucking life changing. Yeah. And then, then you go look at everything Virgie does after that yeah. and you're like, she is. Oh my God, I love her. You know what she is? She is She is going to be one of the greatest feminists of this. She really is. She's going to be in textbooks for her work. Oh yeah. She's such an incredible academic, and but yet so real and so hilarious. And Hot and Heavy was me too. It was one of the first books I read because I wasn't always fat. Because I have vacillated between very thin and fat many times. But I read that book during a fat season, mm-hmm. and it was the a fat season. A fat season. I love it. It was one season of the, four of Joni. Yeah, season four. <laughs> season four of Joni. The fat season. Um, the the thing I loved about it was it was the first thing for me too that I read where I was like, wow, I can own my sexuality. I don't have mm-hmm. to be embarrassed. I don't have to be um, 
worried when I'm having sex with my husband that, you know, I have this role, that role. Like there was an empowerment there that I hadn't encountered before. And then, and now to know her in person, I can hands down say, listeners, like, Virgie's the real deal. Mm -hmm. And um, if anyone asked me, like, which feminist figure, like, right now, who, if if someone was coming to me and they're like, I'm new to all of this, Mm -hmm. who should I, Virgie Tovar would be at the top of my list. I'd be like, go read Virgie Tovar. Yeah, she'd be up there for me too. Yeah, and, and Jess, Jess is, but I mean, I'm sort of biased towards Jess because she and I are really yeah. good friends. But she is so amazing. Yeah, I love I, her so I much. I want her to write books forever. I want both, mm-hmm. and I, I want, uh, I have Virgie's like a little teaser of her, of her like sort of like fiction, but not really fiction book that she's doing because mm-hmm. it's like life based fiction, and mm-hmm. it's also so incredible to hear her voice in a non political way, but just like a literary yeah. way. And she writes a column for us at Ravishly that yeah. is just amazing. It's yeah. called Take, the, Take Cake. the Cake, and it's a lot like Lindy's stuff, where the basis of the column is about living life like a fat girl living in a skinny world. Yeah, which means the column's about anything, right? Which is the life. coolest thing. Yeah, like. I realized that about like three columns three in. in. Yeah. And I was like, what is this about? And I was like, oh, oh shit. It's about, just about life. Because that's what being fat is. <laughs> like, I was like, what the Virgie's fuck? just like truth smacking everybody yeah. in the face. Also, Virgie is the level of famous you want to be where yeah. you like, you still have your own life and privacy. Yeah. And the only people who stop you on the street are like really cool people with right. similar politics to you. <laughs> And you also get know, to know yeah. every other famous person. Yeah. Like, you get to know the coolest people. Yeah. Her voice, yeah, which comes across in her writing, is like this little sunshine, my little pony type voice. Yeah. But what it's saying is like, dating is a sham. Yeah. Fuck the patriarchy. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, it's the best. The amazing thing to me about this particular topic is that um, I used to just write, right? And then I had this thing happened where I had this article that a lot of people read and it mm-hmm. went all over the world and I ended up on TV, which put me in touch with all of these people. Um, and I can remember the day that I actually connected with Jess and I sent her a Facebook message and I said, are you Mormon? And she was like, well, I used to be. And I was like, oh my God. Because of her CTR tattoo? Yeah. And then we started talking and then literally- That's the- how you connect with anyone. Are you Mormon? Yeah. Are you in the club? Are you in the club? <laughs> Do you know about the underwear? Um, so no, she and I started talking and by the end of that conversation, we were like, the universe has brought us together for greatness. Like, and and the thing I told her not long ago, the thing in the last year that has happened to me, she's like one of the best things. And that's what has been so awesome is that being where I am now, I met all of mm-hmm. these amazing people that I used to just be like, yeah. oh. We can say hands like these people yeah, are, are actually real, actually people and they're living what they write right yeah like we ate you know we ate pancakes with virgie yeah like, we were like let's get some fucking pancakes yeah bitches banana coconut macadamia no, th- that's the coolest thing to be watching um my fat fabulous life whitney waythor show oh, yeah and seeing people you fucking know yeah <laughs> on her show i just texted her it's yesterday like it's i mean and I'm not saying it to be like, look at all these fancy yeah. people. It's like, these people are real people. Yeah. Some of them are my actual friends. Whitney comments on my Instagram pictures and, and people are like fangirling. She commented on one of my Facebook statuses and people were like, oh my God, do you know Whitney? What is happening? And I was like, oh yeah, I know Whitney. Burn. 
<laughs> Suck it. But oh, yeah, we close. I have her phone number. <laughs> but what we mean to say is like these people in real life are, are as amazing are as, amazing. as, as they and as you would their think stuff. They are. Like you can take what they say is like it's legit. It's coming from a real place. Yeah, they're very authentic. Yeah. And it just, it makes my heart happy to have met them in real life and know that like little baby me, little baby mm-hmm. feminist Jenny was reading the right kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm really lucky that I, I, I came into this like right before it exploded. You're welcome. Right before, <laughs> right before Star Star Flawless featuring Chimamanda <laughs> Ngozi Adichie came out. Um, yeah. And I had like, I had just the right, like the right women to hand me the right things and um like this job like this job you didn't hand it to me i'm just saying (laughs) well you did earn it but (laughs) i did give you the internship let's just yeah be real but before that joni was like (laughs) slipping me jessica valenti in high school um and i had like a bunch of like wonderful angry mormon women in my life to like here's a joni mitchell album don't tell anyone i gave it to you yeah (laughs) um okay miss miss miscellany I like the word miscellany. Miscellany? 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 I don't know. Okay. M-I-S-C period. Let's talk about Instagram. Misc. Misc. So I read it in my head. Misc. Uh, okay. Instagram. Um, you go hashtags. I'll go with Well, I don't really do hashtags. Like, I don't follow hashtags, but I've found the new Instagram algorithm is annoying. Oh, for real. But. For so real. It is so much more receptive to the things that I like. Yeah. And I, I go in the explore page. Yeah. And just like curating it's your It's curated for you. Curating yes. your Instagram, like your followers in your explore page to where it's something that like gives you light and happiness in your life. Yes. It's a body positive resource that is always yes. there. That's one of the things that people have asked me like, oh, can you give me tips for loving myself? And my answer almost invariably is unfollow the fit fam mm-hmm. because unless that's encouraging to you, it's harming you. And follow people who preach and love yeah and and are real you know follow jess who jess's pictures are like unfiltered reality like she never is like look at me posed in the blah blah blah. you know Mm -hmm. she's like this is me this is what i posted a picture with her dermatillomania scars yes on her legs and i have dermatillomania um which is a compulsive skin picking disorder mm-hmm. that's can be related to OCD and like it's got a high comorbidity rate with other mental disorders. And she posted this this photo shoot of her in all these different outfits. And there's just this off the cuff mention mm-hmm. that the spots on her legs are dermatillomania scars. And I had never seen someone with, get dressed yeah. up and take purposeful pictures of themselves yeah. and just be like, oh yeah, like this that's is part of I my have. body. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was a huge, that's a huge, mm-hmm. that's that really, was on Instagram. That's legitimately life altering when you see other people whose bodies look like yours or just normal. Mm-hmm. You know, not when you look at people who are fitness oriented and they have toned abs, and that's not, not to say that's not real because those bodies are obviously real, yeah. but that's not the majority of people. Yeah. I, and so you, you're handed mm-hmm. this sort of, uh, image that you really can't recreate okay let's do a quick just a quick review of the new the column before we move on to the next thing oh yes because this leads into instagram you know who you can follow (laughs) is beyond before and after (laughs) yeah so for those of you who don't know i've started this new column it's bi-weekly it's called beyond beyond before and after and um, i'll be chronicling the uh kind of journey that i'm on to 
improve my life by uh, changing some of my habits. Um, I don't want to say improve health because my health is not the primary motivating factor, but I do have some issues with my ankle um, and other sort of things with my body that uh, I need to pay attention to. So um, this this beyond before and after, I'm going to share all that stuff with readers and I want them to share their stories with me too. Hopefully we're um, creating a community of people. Mm-hmm. We have an, an Instagram account as well, which is beyond before and after. There's underscores between the words because somebody took the beyond before and after name and they don't have any pictures rude i'm like three you have three followers and Someone no pictures took jenny b in on everything it's and ridiculous. just doesn't say anything yeah i want to like message them and be like can i just have this because you yeah. don't even want it obviously but anyway it's beyond before and after so what you'll see there is pictures of me uh doing self-care things and encouraging you to do self-care things discussions about things like medication exercise, food, plant nanny, water, plant nanny, (laughs) water, lots of discussion about water, um, some inspirational stuff, quotes for you, things you can put on your phone screen or save in your photo album. And then ideally we would have, um, it's brand new right now, but ideally we would grow to include other people's photos and stories that we could then repost. Mm -hmm. Also, we have a Facebook group by the same name, Beyond Before and After, uh, also baby group, but we have people that are invested in in commenting and being present in that group, which would be great because I do think that we are stronger in numbers mm-hmm. and having people to talk to when you feel like you don't know what to do, when you feel like you're failing, when you feel like mm-hmm. you're lost, when you don't know... How, like we had a woman yesterday talking about binge eating, like how do I stop binge eating? Yeah. Um, and people were just helping her, just offering her suggestions. And that's so important. Um, and I offer the sort of um, mission statement at the top, which says that we support healthy behaviors, uh, however you define that for yourself. But um, please reserve discussion of things like eating disorders and diet talk to uh, posts that specifically contain a warning for yeah. those things and we typically like diets are the one thing we're like hard yeah. line like no no yeah um one of the important the word things, diet means the yeah. things you eat yeah yeah that's um, it uh, beyond before and after is hopefully going to make a space because there are spaces in the body positive community where weight loss should not be in the conversation right. there need to be places where women and people, especially fat people, yeah. just get to exist. Right. Um, but there's also times where you need to talk about that and all the spaces you try to go to where the, that's discussed are toxic. Yeah. So beyond before and after because is us yeah. trying to merge that where yeah. if weight loss is going to be part of your life right now yeah, or in the future or, or if it's not. Yeah. Um, if you just need to somebody to tell yeah. you you're okay. Or if you just want to like... But the, be in a positive environment where like wellness is something that gets discussed. Yeah, this is such there. a difficult thing because since I got kind of thrust into body positivity as a writer, um, once you are in that movement, there's a real expectation that you're going to, you know, fuck the patriarchy all the time. And that saying, I need to lose weight or I want to lose weight mm-hmm. makes you an inauthentic activist. And the truth is, is that I do need to lose weight. Losing weight would improve my life because my ankle would not 
be under the strain it's under. It's just physics. Mm-hmm. It's not me saying I hate my body. It's not me and saying... And it's not you saying anyone who has an ankle problem and Should also, lose weight. Like, no. This is just for me. This yeah. is a thing that I need to do because I know I would feel better. And... Which is what body positivity right. is about. And it's become this sort of really broad conversation about things that are like, you know, patriarchal and societal, but the part we're leaving out of that conversation is where do you fit when you love your body, but you still want or need to make some changes to it? Mm -hmm. Like you can't just, you can't necessarily be one or the other. And I struggle with that because I feel like if I say, you know what, I need, I feel the need to lose this weight, then everybody who I'm friends with that is radical is going to be like, you're, you're, you know, you're an expatriate now. (laughs) And, And like there, there are, a lot of our friends, like, we've had, like, hushed little conversations with people about yeah. this. And it's more authentic to talk about it. Yeah. Um, people are afraid. Yeah. We Other don't activists wanna... are afraid to say. Yeah. And it's, like, it's correct to be, like, some spaces we don't need to talk about right. weight loss. Which is, I am 100% behind. But sometimes I need a space to talk about it. Yeah. And I need a space that's going to have the same politics. Right. Because I'm not going to approach it. In the way right. that I would have before I came to body positivity. Yeah. And where the approach is, yeah. do you like to exercise? And what exercise do you like? Not go out and go to the gym and yeah. get on Problem the elliptical. Problem areas. Right. That Fix your, it's to me, riding my bike feels yeah. good. I want to do it. And when other people encourage me to do that, hey, did you get your bike ride in today? That's helpful. It's not how many miles did you ride? And mm-hmm. um, are you improving your health by riding your bike? It's yeah. did you do a thing that you enjoy and did you feel good about yeah. it? The end. Hopefully, like beyond before and after is hopefully to like transcend a lot of talk about yeah fitness. There's and just not a space for this. and also hold space for people. Yeah, there's yeah. just not a. It's really one or the other, and there's just really isn't a space for talking about yeah sort of the middle ground. Anyway, we are super excited about it. I'm writing it, and Jenny is editing it for uh, things that she thinks I should say that I'm not <laughs> saying or ways that I should say it. Yeah, and cheerleading and cheerleading, which is great because yeah, this is definitely a journey yeah. that I'm on. It's not. Um, it's something I don't have an end date for it's just gonna go on because I suspect like most people um whether you lose weight whether your journey is to lose weight or not even if you lose weight at the end of that you haven't lost all of the issues and emotional struggles that you had Mm -hmm. before I mean we've talked about that before like I lost all this weight and I was not happy I was the thinnest I'd ever been but it didn't solve anything yeah so the solution isn't in the weight like there's no, so like, you're not a problem to be solved. Right. And neither is your weight. Right. You're just something to be discussed. Yeah. And, and you maybe know. you need people to discuss it with you forever. Speaking of cheerleading and encouragement, there are a couple recommendations we have that you can access, like, right now, straight from the internet. Some of it's music, and then we also have a really kick-ass slam poem for you. Oh, I love that. That, it's, that, I sobbed so hard when I saw that. Yeah. The Ursula poem the is Ursula what we're poem talking from about. from Melissa May. Yeah, um, that poem's about, I don't, it It was a couple, it's a couple of years old. Disney yeah. released a couture line of Disney villains. Yeah. And um, so like high fashion Jafar. <laughs> and <laughs> Ursula was like a size two. Yeah. Or, or double zero. Like she was scrawny in it. And she looked like Yzma from the Emperor's <laughs> New Group. She didn't look like Ursula. And Melissa May wrote this poem. Okay. And it is... I, I have chills right now just thinking about it. Yeah, it, I cry. My sweet Ursula, I cannot imagine 
the sick flip of your stomach, to see your image dissected, chin shaved, waist cinched, your silhouette robbed of every ounce of delicious curve, to find after two decades of existence that your evil was more worthy of preservation than the iconic body that held you, you big lady were the only Disney character who ever looked like me. A new thing that I sent you that I don't think you'd seen was Lizzo's song, My yes. Skin. Yeah, which is uh, also great. It's so good. Yeah. The beginning is a sound clip from her What's Underneath Project video. She takes the I woke up like this line from Flawless. Yeah. Um, Beyonce. I woke up like this. And she sings, I woke up in this. I woke up in this, my skin. Yeah. And there's this line where she says, I wore my flaws on my skin like a peacoat. And it's just like, oh, it's so good. The music video is so beautiful. It's a bunch of like really gorgeous fat ladies with like yoga balls filled with glitter. (laughs) You're going to link it. It's amazing. You're going to link it. Than, what's deeper than the darkest best kept secret beneath the surface we keep let it bring us together a terrace apart oh i'm filled with it i gotta love with no conditions though it's hard to re-envision time and time again even when even when it didn't matter anymore the most beautiful thing that you ever seen is even bigger than what we think it means reflections in another strange it's even bigger than i woke up in there and last but not but least, not definitely least the grand finale mary my boo yeah my fave gay lady yeah mary, mary lambert mary lambert i there is nothing that she sings that does not make me sob yeah, like I there's was literally zero songs in this script for this podcast. There's no songs; it's just her name. Yeah, <laughs> because like all of them, all of them. Um, Body love parts one and two are incredible. Um, I especially recommend watching her live on YouTube. We almost interviewed her. We were like so this many, close. like so, like two times. We've almost interviewed. Yeah, her. I really want to reach out. Maybe yeah. we should send her the podcast um, and be like, we are dying to interview we love- you. Try this. Take your hands over your bumpy love body naked and remember the first time you touched someone with the sole purpose of learning all of them. Touch them because the light was pretty on them and the dust and the sunlight danced the way your heart did. Touch yourself with a purpose. Your body is the most beautiful royal. Fathers and uncles are not claiming your knife anymore, are not your razor. Now put the sharpness back. Lay your hands flat and feel the surface of scarred skin. I seriously, I love her so much. Anytime. She's so incredible. um, At the time of recording this, um, the shootings of Alton Sterling and um, the things that have happened in Dallas where it just took place in the past couple of days. Yeah, the past couple of days. The person I always turn to when things like that happen is Mary Lambert. Yeah. Um, Lay Your Head Down, which is a song about... Oh, I'm going to cry right now. Yeah. That's the best song that was written last year. Mm-hmm. Like, hands down, my favorite thing. Anytime there's a tragedy, I go straight to Mary Lambert. I don't even think about it. Like, that is just where my heart place is. Yeah. Um, that Born Sad is the best song about mental illness I've ever heard in my life. Yes. Um, I'm going to get that tattooed right over my heart. There's just so many. Everything. Yeah, she's just so Everything. incredible, and there's a lot. There's just so much um, sorrow right now, and so much pain 
and um, I think it's good to have somebody to turn to. Yeah, and also like it means a lot to have like another fat queer person mm-hmm. just like out there living out there, life, just doing it. Yeah, and being amazing, and at being it. amazing, and everyone loving them. Ending with her definitely because she's just yeah. so. I remember the first time I heard "Same Love." I was yeah. like, I don't give a fuck about Macklemore. Yeah. Who's that lady singing I'm Not yeah. Crying on Sundays? Yes. All right. Okay. So is that it for our episode? I think so. The kids are about to walk in the door. Wow. <laughs> we really like... We cut it right to the hair of the kid, the yeah. screaming kids at lunchtime. Jabless. Yeah. Jabless forever. Uh, thank you for listening to Body Talk uh, presented by Ravishly. We'll see you in two weeks when we talk about masculinity and male body image with Matt Joseph Diaz. Who did just text me and say that was fine. I love, he calls me (laughs) boss. It's my favorite thing. He's like, boss, I actually work for you. You can actually just tell me when you want to talk to me and I'll make it work. I call you chief. Yeah. It's funny. He's your editor. He calls me boss. Okay. Um, So yeah, he's coming and he's great. And this was good. This was a good talk. We're going to do a few of these with just Jenny and I. Yeah, interviews are great, but we don't mm-hmm. want to burn through all the amazing yeah. people and then have to circle back and be like, hey, we want to interview again. And there's just, like, there's so many things to share. So. And there's Max. Hi, Max. How was Open Gym? Great. Great. Well, we didn't go there because it was closed. Oh, oh no. no. It was closed? Well, Mommy, actually, guess what we saw at the mall? What? This what's up that Daddy found on a newspaper. Oh, really? What? Okay, Jenny, close us out. <laughs> You can find us at bodytalkpodcast.com uh, and ravishly.com mm-hmm. or email us at bodytalkpodcast at ravishly.com. No, it's just body talk well, f- at ravishly because well, I wanted to confuse everybody. Jesus. Well, here's Including the thing me. that the website, the name body talk wasn't available on the, on the internets. It's so. in the show notes. It's not like anyone actually. No one cares. <laughs> no one gives a okay, shit. Well, <laughs> they're all just like, fuck you, shut up. <laughs> okay, uh, Jenny, your, your deets. Oh, you can find me at JennyBarrett.com, at JennyB on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at JoniMEdelman.com because Joni Edelman is also We have a taken. lot of domain issues no, in it's this taken, family. Joni Edelman is also taken by me, but it's the it's the site that my husband fixes for me. Mm-hmm. So I have a second one now just in case. Okay, I'm on, the kids are really loud. That's not Max dying. He's just He's trying just to... flying down the stairs. Belly, okay. Belly sled I, down the stairs. So JoniMEdelman.com, uh, Joni Edelman on Instagram, before and after on Instagram. Um, Wow, there is just so much yeah. chaos. It's Bye, guys. Fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. The, no. the nanny's apologizing. This no, it's is cool. the This is live. This, this is, is the body talk aesthetic right here. Yeah. No, all the screaming. The the, the listeners are going to love this. They're going to be like, wow. <laughs> Hashtag real ravishly. <laughs> Let me hear your body talk. Your body talk. get my script up sorry i blew that slacker slacker well i had the thing open i had a band open make excuses let me hear your body talk <clears throat> recording right now oh we are yeah i was just starting it we can okay. i mean whatever we no can, we can just keep we can just talk it's fine we'll just delete it after anyway <coughs> <coughs> okay okay all right all right all right Ready, all right all right all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, ladies. Ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go.
you need to count in no you i know your computer went oh i need to silence it okay right oh Oh, no shit we can't do that i need to stop the notifications snooze for an hour when is that by the way says matt diaz notifications settings um how do i pause the notifications did we talk about this before i think we did do not disturb mm-hmm. is that it is in beautiful. here somewhere oh notifications okay. we're gonna put that in the blooper reel there you go there's two okay when you're on do not disturb okay i don't know okay hopefully it doesn't do anything because i don't know let me just quit this options quit okay okay here we go let me switch this to time okay yep that's that's our style getting ready Got a stretch. It's a very athletic endeavor. <laughs> okay.